Well, ladies, thank you for joining me, crowned in His glory. Ladies, I am so thankful for you joining into this podcast with me today. We're going to just have some more fun. If you've joined me before, you know what I mean. And if this is your first time joining me, thank you for taking the time to push that play button and to um, just tune in. Um, We're joining in on a a conversation today with the help of the Holy Spirit, and that conversation is simply this, our identity. We've been on a study of our value, our identity, and our purpose, and we have made it to our identity. Yes, our identity. What am I talking about? Am I talking about just something that we show that that gives proof of who we are? No. I'm not talking about just that identity, but that identity will be affected if we truly know our identity in Christ. You may be saying, well, how does that work, Kim? What do you mean? Well, what comes out of us, who people see, who people encounter, that identity is affected by our identity and Christ and the revelation in which we function, in which we we live. And our last podcast, we talked a couple of things that I just want to just kind of put a little boom back on today. And that is that our identity and Christ is such a place that we can live in every day, in every way, and every minute of the day. Yes, I said that. And yes, maybe I just stretched some of you, but it's true. But that means the renewing of our mind. So to become um, proficient, to become one who understands our identity in Christ, we must look at the Word of God. We must invite the Holy Spirit to help lead and, lead and guide us. And we must understand that it is possible. It is. It's possible. So possible. But I want to today, because I know last time I didn't um, get into it always seems like I just get to going and and then I find myself going, oh, I didn't even get to where I wanted to go. So thank you for being patient with me and tuning back in today as we continue on in our identity. I want to talk about just what I just said about the renewing of our mind. Because the enemy would love nothing more than to keep a battle going on in our mind to where we would never take our place of identity in Christ. Yeah. So what we have to do is we have to choose to renew, 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 renew our minds. And that means we have to meditate, 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 meditate on the Word of God. 
And what does that mean? That means allowing the word of God to come into you, into your mind, into your heart, into your spirit, and you 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 just feed on it. You you, you um I know ladies, sorry. I know this is kind of a little bad illustration for ladies, but you get what I'm saying. We have to um like a cow would chew its the grass, the cud, you know, I it it, it just it it kind of keeps keeps feet, uh, chewing and chewing and chewing and chewing and chewing and chewing and chewing. Um, some some women in different types um, in different countries of the world that don't have baby food or don't have the capacity of um, modern technology like we in America may, but some of them. You know, they will put food in their mouth and they will chew it and then basically give it to their children as as nourishment, as as food. But they they use themselves as a um, food processor first. Well, that's what I'm talking about. We have to allow the Holy Spirit because we can't do it on our own. We can't we can't even read the Bible on our own. So when we sit down with the Word of God, and I and, and and I heard somebody just now say, "What? I can read the Word of God. You can in the natural, but what about getting it into our spirit? We have to have the help of the Holy Spirit to to get it into our spirit for our spirit to be enlarged, for our spirit to be renewed. And faith comes by hearing." And hearing by the word of God. I like to say it this way. And um, and anyone, I mean, whether it was um, my guys or it was someone I was mentoring um, and teaching about the word of God, discipling, this is what I would tell them. The best, the best megaphone you can hear is your voice because your voice is the greatest prophet. That's that's something my husband loves to say. Um, you're the greatest prophet in your life. Your your voice, and it's true. But if we take the word of God and we sit down with it, I mean, this is this is something that's very simple. But sometimes we've never been taught this. We don't know this. We it's never something that. Um, we, somebody just, you know, may have just received Jesus just a couple days ago. And, and maybe this is all new to you and you were filled with the spirit and, and you've got this prayer language that you're, you're just all excited about, but you don't know the first thing about a disciplined, um, foundational life in all of this. Well, this is something that I'll encourage you take time every single day. And say, Holy Spirit, I'm yielding to you for me to be a vessel of yours. Pray as you would want to pray through me. And then begin to speak in other tongues and pray in other tongues. The same way with the Word of God. Holy Spirit, let's go read the Word of God. Enlighten my eyes to see what I need to see. 
enlighten my ears to hear what I need to hear and allow my heart to receive what I need to receive and then sit down with the word of God and begin to read it and begin to read it out loud. Yes. And I know that there's a lot of apps now. There's even songs that are the scripture that are put to music. Uh, our our house, we, we have that. We all use all the resources we can depending on what we need to be doing or what's going on. But nothing will replace you sitting down with the word of God and 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 reading it out loud for yourself, even if it's just 15 minutes a day. When everybody else has gone to bed and you get up and as a mom, as a wife, you have to just take 30 minutes by yourself. And even if you have to go to bed with your husband and and then let him drift off and you get up and you go into the living room and you have 30 minutes of quiet time with the Lord and read the word out loud. Whatever you have to do, do it. Because the renewing, the renewing, the renewing. And nothing, no no technology now will replace you hearing, hello, you hearing your voice because as you're speaking there's an inner voice if you plug up your ears i like to do this whenever i'm teaching this you plug up your ears and then what do you do you hear your voice that's why it's so important that our identity has to remain in Christ, not in the world and not what someone else has told us and not what we even let slip out of our own mouths about us. And if something comes out that is contrary to the word of God, we quickly say, no, that's not me. I, I take I, I renounce that I, I'm I'm not that person. That is not me. That was that was the voice of the enemy. And I am who God says I am and replace that quickly with the word of God. That's called renewing the mind, contending in the spirit for a place in your mind the renewing because we have to renew it right so um in our identity let me just say it this way when we walk in the fullness of our identity in Christ we we will have to contend because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through the pulling down of strongholds. In other words, um, we have to continually always take ourselves back in the spirit, back in the spirit, back in the spirit. And when we live in the spirit, the more that we do it, the easier it is and the quicker we get back Nothing, it, 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 it makes it um, a whole lot less um, pull or magnetic pull. The world doesn't have that pull when we're, we're focused and we're mindful of staying in our position in Christ, our identity in him. And, and we, we are establishing a place of um, 
his presence and practicing his presence. Does that make sense? I hope it does. So, um, there is going to be a battle, though. When we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, there was a huge battle for our identity. You know, the the enemy is after our identity. Because if he can steal our identity, he can steal who we are. And see, if he can't steal our identity anymore, he can't steal who we are. Because if we know who we are in Christ Jesus. He bought our identity back. He took us back to the original intent. And I know I keep saying this, but it is is very foundational. And when you have the revelation of this, the enemy can't come in and just wipe you out. So, so Jesus got our identity back and took us back to the original intent of who God wanted us to be before sin entered in. And so, We don't have to look at who we are based on sin. No, we look at who we are, who God created us to be, who Jesus paid the price for us to have fullness in. And so we walk in our identity in Christ. And I I just, I love the way that um, when we know, how do I want to say this, Lord? Um, when when our identity is bought back, that means that um, everything, everything, I mean everything, is based in the kingdom. Our identity is completely put back into the kingdom. And what comes to mind right now is the story of the prodigal son. And if you have listened to any of our teachings or been around family mission um, very long, you'll know that one of our favorite passages is the prodigal son. And why is that? Because there's so much that happens in the story of Joseph and the prodigal son. Oh, my goodness, in Genesis. Well, the whole Bible is good. But so what happened? And you may be saying, well, Kimberly, what happened? What are you talking about? Our identity and the prodigal son. How How is that? Well, it is such a revelatory, revealing story of <laughs> our own identity Okay, so let's just tell the story here real quick, and then we'll talk about it a little bit. And as we go, I'm going to point out a few things. So here's here's a son. He decides he's ready to, you know, have his way and go out and do what he wants to do. And he he goes to his dad, and his dad is right and just, and he gives him... Um, part of his, and you know, his intent, well, he gives him um, the inheritance that he felt like he should have. And so he went out and he, I mean, he partied and he, he, um, he just, he, he was not wise. He, he, he just threw it away. How many of us have ever been in life where we've made choices that have felt like we've just thrown something away? Hello. But his mercy, 
(laughs) His grace is sufficient. Amen. So what happened? The prodigal, he, he this this young man, he he's like he he finds himself, man. He is in not so good a place. He everything is gone, and his friends that helped use all of his money while they partied didn't want to have anything to do with him anymore because he didn't have any more money. And so, what happens? He he is like I could. I I could just go back and, you know, anything is better than nothing, right? And so he found himself going back. And as soon as, because I want to fast forward because I want to have a few minutes to tell you the rest of this story. So he, he finds himself ready to... um just humble himself he's like man even even the the livestock the pigs even 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 the animals that my dad have they they're doing better than i'm doing (laughs) and he was ready to just fall at his dad's feet and humble himself and and he was he was ready to just you know anything anything just and let me just any any place. And so there's two things in the next part of what I'm going to tell you that I think are so dramatic. Watch what happens with the father. And so here's here's this son and he he humbles himself and he goes back home. And what does scripture say that father was doing? He was waiting on the horizon for his son to come home. Wow. Just wow. That just almost literally brings me to tears every time I talk about it. Why? Because the father was in expectation and hope that he was going to get his son back. That he was eventually going to come home. He was going to come home. He was going to come home. He was going to come home. And I am here today to tell you, mother, who is praying, who is contending in the heavens for your son or daughter to come home, Keep anticipating their arrival. Keep anticipating them coming home, their arrival. I just hear that in my heart again. Keep, keep anticipating. Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep expecting, expecting them to come. So the father was there. And he was waiting. He was anticipating his son coming home. Okay, so there's that. And whenever he he gets home, his dad, it's not, oh, man, you made a big mistake. Man, you just took all that I gave you and you used it for nothing. 
No, that's not what the father did. He didn't condemn him. He didn't judge him. He forgave him because he just wanted him back in his life. That's how Father God is with us. He just wants us back. My goodness, he wants you back today. He wants me back today. And so that father, that father was anticipating. And he immediately said, oh, oh, please, 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 please. Just get the best robe, the best robe, the best robe, the best robe. And oh, my goodness. A ring, a ring, a ring. Put the ring on his finger. Oh, man, get him new shoes. He didn't have shoes that are good. Give him good shoes. Get him new shoes. And you know what? Then he said, we're going to party. Let's kill the best fatted calf. That means he celebrates. He celebrates. He's celebrating his return, not his failure, but his return. And you know what else those three things symbolizes? And I don't know exactly all the resources right now. You could um, you could email us, spellmanministries at gmail.com, and I'll, we'll work to get you some links or some um, messages. Um, and actually, there is... Um, an awesome book that is in the process right now um, on this very thing. But this is what, this is what was given back to that son. That robe. In, in those days, the robes showed your value. I mean, they, they were a representation of of your your um your wealth your your value okay so he put back on the best so he didn't skimp and get the least he got the best and he put back he gave his son value again he restored that value And then the second thing that he did is he restored his identity because the the signet ring that was put back on his finger, that 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 ring, it it, it was like the family crest. I mean, you you went wherever you went and and you could you could you could exchange based upon that ring. And if that ring was used, it was a signet. So it showed the family crest, the family name, the family identity. <laughs> Are you getting where I'm going? And then he put shoes on his feet. He restored his purpose. So when we talk about our value, when we talk about our identity, and we talk about our purpose, eventually we'll get there. We're talking about all of these three things based upon even the story of the prodigal son. I hope you're hearing. 
the heart of the Father. He wants you to be restored to full value. To be a woman who knows who she is because her identity is found in Christ. It's not found on external things. It's not found in relational things. It's not found in societal things. It's actually found in who you are in Christ. And what he did to have your identity taken back to the very beginning. Your father himself formed you before you were even in your mother's womb. And so he formed and fashioned you. And when Jesus bought you back, because sin was entered in and separated Separated us from that true identity, but Christ Jesus restored that identity, took us back to the original intent of our Father and how He formed and fashioned us and created us. All of that was restored. So don't let the enemy steal your identity. Don't let him take and twist and turn who. The world says you are who you feel you are, who someone else has said you are, what a job or a professional or a profession or um, the lack of a job or the losing of something. Don't let that tell you your identity. Allow your identity to be formed and fashioned in Christ Jesus himself. So, I just want you to know today, you are precious. You are valuable. And the Father has looked over the horizon today, and He has graciously, joyfully, enthusiastically said, Come, come, come unto me. Come unto me, sweetheart. Come up on my lap. Come on. Come on. Come on. All you who are weary and heavy laden, come unto me and I will give you rest. So may you know the very peace of God right now, today. In every way, may you choose to take a center seat right in the middle of peace and walk in the very agape love of your Creator and walk in the authority that Jesus Christ Himself died so that you could have. May the Lord bless you. May He keep you. May He make His face to shine upon you. Lift up His countenance upon you. And give you total, full shalom and peace today.